Hey there, welcome to Graphic Novel Life, the podcast for people who are reading graphic novels for the first time and don't know where to start, or the hundredth time and looking for something new. I'm your host, Friar Jim, and I'm here to help you explore the growing phenomenon that is graphic novels and visual narrative, and give you reviews to help you make up your mind. So today we're looking at an affecting little graphic biography by German writer and illustrator Reinhard Kleist, which is a look at the life of an Olympian athlete forced to become a refugee in order to chase a dream. But before we get to that, head over to the Slings and Arrows graphic novel review guide at www.theslingsandarrows.com. With over 6,000 independent reviews of every genre, it's the most comprehensive guide to graphic novels, old and new, on the web. And alternatively, you can follow them on Twitter at S and capital A G N G guide for daily reviews. Uh, so that's the at S and A G N guide for daily reviews. Now, let's get on with the show. For today's review, we're looking at an Olympic dream, the story of Samir Yusuf Omar, written and illustrated by Reinhard Kleist. Now, the story of Samir is little known, but undeniably tragic. Age 17, she represented Somalia in the 200-meter sprint at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, where she came last, but her courage and tenacity shown in finishing the race elicited cheers from the crowd in that classic Olympian spirit. Then after a return home to war-torn Mogadishu, she all but disappeared. Four years later, Samia drowned trying to cross the Mediterranean Sea with other Somali refugees. She was only 21. The tragedy and the resulting news coverage alerted Europe to a growing crisis that is sadly still everyday life for people inhabiting war-torn areas. Reinhard Kleist is a distinguished graphic biographer in his native Germany, and like so many others, he was moved by Samir's plight. Frustrated by crummy national attitudes, he put pencil to paper to tell Samir's story, and the result is a touching tribute. Kleist's major hurdle has been the lack of information around events leading up to Samir's death. Samir was very private, and for good reason. She often received frequent death threats from militia group Al-Shabaab and wanted to protect her family. What information exists is patchy, sources often conflicting. Her Facebook updates kept people informed but were deleted soon after her death. As such, Kleist works with what he has to create a moving book. Using fictional Facebook posts as a narrative device, we see things from Samir's perspective. It powerfully displays the essence of a young woman who loved running, but found her life at risk every time she went out for one. His, scr- uh, his scratchy black and white technique is perfect for the African setting, and it captures the dangerous environment Samia lived and travelled in. It's also very engaging, with character movements fluid. When he changes perspective, Kleist changes his artistic style to something more classically African. It hammers home the reality of how desperate people are to make the journey away from their homelands, people fleeing violence, oppression and starvation. Others have no other way to feed their family except go to Europe, thanks to 
poor economies. The final pages are heartrending, disturbing, evocative and emotional. That Samir could be your sister or your daughter is a thought Christ never lets you wriggle away from. But it isn't all doom and gloom. There are some skillfully presented joyous moments. Samir beating her personal best inside the shell-blasted stadium. Her mother's fierce pride for a daughter. Samir's own immense pride at representing her country. Her love of Madonna and Rihanna songs. These little moments are in equal measure tender and uplifting and convey something deeply admirable about this young woman. She didn't run to be famous. She ran because she loved it and she ran to give her family a better life, one away from the constant threat of violence and poverty. An Olympic dream is not an easy read. It drags us out of our comfortable lives, forcing us to face reality and realize this problem is not going to just vanish. And so it's an important book. This is about more than Samia Yusuf Omar and her dream to reach the 2012 London Olympics or her tragic end. It's a book that dares to dream of a world without war, without poverty, without refugees. A world where governments don't ignore or blame shift problems. Christ presents us with a woman full of life, love, passion and deep reserves of inner strength. Thanks to him, Samir's life will continue to inspire people to dream, to be kind, to change the world and above all, to live. Reading Samir's story reminded me that we can often trivialise the suffering of others to make ourselves feel better. Here in the UK, where I live, um, the Brexit debate was originated and built up around an idea that refugees and uh, reclassified as migrant workers were coming to take people's jobs, to steal away a nation's identity, to render it helpless and not enrich it. There was no study of the root causes of um, why people came to the UK. There was no understanding. In fact, even the people who came 50 years ago uh, with the Windrush generation from the West Indies and have come and lived here most of their lives um, found themselves suddenly unwelcome uh, in a place where many of them had grown or up or been born in. Uh, there was no em empathizing with the displaced and it's part of that human nature to hide from reality perhaps because it reminds us of our own frailty of our own mortality that while we might live in healthy and good situations at the moment that can change all too quickly to the moments where we were uncomfortable where we were in hard times uh, I know personally I don't like to think about it for for my own uh, small experiences where I for a brief moment was homeless and didn't have anywhere to go. You know, the thought of my family being in that again now, it, it terrifies me. And the thing about this book is that it's incredibly thought-provoking. Um, and it did make me think that uh, we worry about trivialities um, like where are people coming from and how their re religion's going to break ours down and whose jobs they're going to steal. Well, 
you know, what about the liberties we are supposed to espouse uh, as human beings, like the right to equality, the right to peace, the right to life, or is that only for a certain few? Is that only for the people we deem are entitled to that? Or is that just me being what the media and government bodies call uh, a snowflake? Anyone who disagrees with the party line or with a cultural uh, statement or belief. You know, I can't help but think about kindness when I think of this as well. And the, the point made at the latter half of that review is that it's not about, really at heart, about the tragedy. It's about living in that, about what drove Samira is important. And it made me think about kindness, how people in communities here in the UK, uh, particularly in Scotland where I lived, um, rallied together to send support to Calais and other refugee camps. You know, you can't read an Olympic dream and not think, because it contradicts that adage that if you work hard, your dreams will come true. You know, Samia did all that was required of her to do that. She worked hard to give her family a new life. She sacrificed. She did what she loved. She did all those things. All those things. Do what you love and the world will open up for you. Well, she did that. And the world didn't open up for her. And she, it cost her a lot. Did her dreams come true? No. Was she swept off in a Learjet to fulfill her ambition? No. You know, it's not a comfortable answer. And this is where I find that graphic biographies like this do what pure prose books can't. They visualize the subject's life, allowing us to engage visually. Um, they add emotion that becomes visible so that we can imagine what people look like. Um, it also, you know, we can imagine what people sound like. We put those, as we're reading, we put these dialects in to see how they sound. So both seeing, reading, and listening as we voice these things in our, either aloud or in our head engages more of our senses. And that's where graphic novels are so powerful because like books, they do take us to lands we may never have seen. But the difference with a graphic novel is we can now see them or an interpretation of them. And that's what makes us feel. So if you liked uh, an Olympic Dream, the story of Samir Yusuf Omar, then you can purchase it directly from publisher's self-made hero. Uh, you can also buy it at your local comic book shop, or you can ask them if they don't have it, so I'm sure they can point you on to that. That is, after all, the point of comic book shops. Uh, you can also find it on Amazon. Uh, I know there's the arguments of rather go and buy it in a bookshop, but sometimes bookshops just simply don't stock them. Um, I've checked on Comixology and other digital sites like Kindle, uh, Prime, I can't see it. Um, but there are other biographies written by Renard Kleist on Johnny Cash, Nick Cage and Fidel Castro. And as I said, he's, he's quite an um, experienced biographer as it is. And m much of his work has been translated into English by self-made hero. Now... A big thank you for listening. I would love to hear some feedback message if you're on the uh, on the Anchor app, uh, which is the app I use to record my shows. And if you like the show, please subscribe on whatever platform you are using to listen. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter for updates. 
In the next episode, I'm going to do a list of graphic novels I highly recommend for first-timers. So until then, keep reading, and I'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye.